welcome to the Illumination Show with the doctor. I'm Dr. Daryl Talbot, your host. I'm hoping you're having a great day today. For all you football fans, that was a great Super Bowl. Even though my Dallas Cowboys got knocked out in the first round. Great year, great year. I'm sad to see that football season is over. But like everything in life, everything has to come to an end. Thank you once again for listening to the Illumination Show. The ratings on the show are awesome. People listening from everywhere, and I appreciate you for listening in. Consider there's all type of podcasts out there that you could be listening to, but you're taking the time to listen to my podcast. We're still on the subject of unforgiveness and forgiveness. That's a great subject. As I mentioned before, 90% of the people in the world say that there's somebody they need to forgive. So we're going to stay in that vein just a little bit longer. And then after that, we're going to move on to other topics that I think that's very important, that's very needed. But on the topic of forgiveness, that topic is very much needed. Yesterday was awesome. I had my book signing yesterday, as I said before. It is my seventh published book. My seventh published book. I forgave the two men. I vowed to kill. Once again, the title is I forgave the two men. I vowed to kill. What was so ironic about yesterday is this. One of the guys that I wrote about inside of this book, it was interesting. I think three years ago, it was interesting that three years ago, I um, started writing this book. And one of the guys who this book is about, he inboxed me on Facebook. I hadn't talked to this guy since 2005, I think, when we met up and made amends. I'm not going to go into all that because it's in the book. I don't want to tell out the book. So I hadn't heard from him since 2005, and this was 2022. 2022, he reached out to me in the inbox, said, hey, this is Billy, and I don't know if you got me about me. You know, this is my number. We can, you can reach me and call me. And I remember texting back saying, you know, this is ironic that you are now reaching out to me because I'm writing a book with the title, I Forgave the Two Men About the Kill. And his response was, I know I'm one of them. Who is the other one? <laughs> uh, I say, yeah, you're right. You are one. But we talked about it, and he was excited. He's like, yeah, go ahead on and write the book. I hope it's going to help somebody. You and I both have changed our life. And so yesterday at the book signing, I get a call and it's him. I'm saying it's ironic that you called because I'm at the book signing for this book. And he say, well, I was talking to my wife 
about old times and going through my phone and came across your number. So I decided to call and check on you. And he said, I hope the book have great success. And that was huge for this man to say that, considering that in this book I talk about him and how he set me up. I pointed out that he was the snitch. He was the person who testified against me. So anybody, uh, everybody who read this book, they're going to know that he, even though I didn't put his name there, I, I used, you know, a nickname. I didn't put his real name in there. But, you know, um, but he doesn't mind that this portion of the book that's about him, that it's in the book. And he wanted the book to have great success. Matter of fact, he had told me that he wanted the first copy and we're going to do an interview. I'm going to interview him probably today or tomorrow, depending on how his schedule is. And it's some amazing things. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about what led to that event. And some of those things are very sad due to the fact that he told me yesterday, and I really felt this pain of how he was a kid at that time. He was young. All of us was young. And how the police department, he had messed up and, committed some crimes, I think, and his father took him down there, and the only way they had been trying to bust me, but they could never get to me, and they knew that he had access to me, because they had surveillance on my house, and they saw him going in and out, and they basically used him, hey, set this man up, and once he set me up, and I got the motion of discovery, you know, I realized it was him, you know, I sound the alarm, and he said, you know, Daryl, I was on drugs still, and they had me to come in and testify against you. And then, more or less, that's it, threw me out to the woods because I still had to go in these dope holes to try to get my crack. And you had told everybody that I was a confidential informant, so nobody wanted to deal with me. People want to kill me now. Even in prison, people who knew you, they wanted to kill me. So they just took me. I was a kid and just used me to get you, and then they didn't care if I got killed after that or not, and I really felt sad for him yesterday listening to what he had to go through, and that's just the way it is. You know, sometimes when you, the police department, they just use you for whatever purpose they have, but I just want to talk about my book for a second. I just want to read the insert. So far, it has five stars um, online, and I'm happy about that. I, I read the reviews, the people excited, even people who purchase the book person from me, they're not able to write reviews because you have to buy a book off of Amazon in order to give a review for the book. And But they personally called me and told me, hey, this book is awesome. Even this morning, someone texted my wife, say, hey, I purchased the book. Tell your husband the book was awesome because I was struggling with forgiveness, and this book has helped me in that area of forgiveness. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book, even though it's painful to me that I had to go back into my past and bring up some painful situations. But the purpose of the book is to help other people. Sometimes your scars are not for you. The scars that you get are for somebody else healing. But I want to read an introduction from the book. It says this, one of the greatest impulse inside of us is to get revenge on the person or people who we feel have wronged us or indeed have caused us pain and suffering. Once again, one of the greatest impulse inside of us 
is to get revenge on the person or people who we feel have wronged us or indeed have caused us pain and suffering. Revenge is described as the action of inflicting hurt or pain on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. Once again, revenge is described as the action of inflicting hurt or pain on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. It is also described as to inflict hurt and harm on someone for an injury or wrong they did to someone else. It can also be an act that a person perceives to be harmful to them by another. Jealousy can be the act that a person perceives as wrong done unto them. So when you look at this revenge thing, revenge is often anger, jealousy, and sometimes people can take revenge as I stated, because they perceive. Your perception of a situation may not be that situation, but because we perceive that maybe they don't like me or we perceive that they are talking about me and we can take an act of revenge on people that's really innocent. So when it comes to forgiveness, one of the key things is, and I like to say this because what it does is it keeps us hostage. It holds us in that spot. It gives somebody else power over our life. We should never give anybody or anything power over our life. And when I hold on to resentments and anger about a situation that happened in my life, and granted, it could be valid. They could have caused me much pain when I talk about Billy when he calls and we talk hey I, I went to prison you know even though I shouldn't have been selling drugs but still the point of the matter is you know he set me up and um he caused testified causing me great pain and for that I, I want to kill this guy I promised him that I would do it so a lot of times when we go through these painful situations we want to get even and I put in the book also on this powerful when it's valid, when I can look at a situation and say you did X, Y, and Z to me and you deserve to be punished, you deserve to be hated, you deserve the, the worst thing that can ever happen to you. When I have that valid reason, that makes it so hard for me to forgive because the validation of that reason keep playing in my mind as to why should you forgive them when they did X, Y, and Z to you? And that tape keeps playing over and over again so it's hard to forgive. And that's why I want to talk about this subject because there's so many people struggling. I know how it is. As I stated before, it took me 33 years to forgive that other guy. And I was a pastor. Here I am preaching to people about God and the love of God and forgiving and next thing I know, you know, God's going to show me and say, Daryl, you know, you're being hypocritical on this thing here because, see, yeah, you love 
a lot of people, but you don't love that guy, and you still holding on to that thing. He said, I want to free you because many times just the thought of that situation may come, and I'll cry. Why? Because it still hurt. It's still painful. I haven't gotten over that. i never forget when I was writing this book. I was sitting at the truck stop inside of um, it was a McDonald's, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm writing, and the tears was flowing. Flowing. I know people looking over at me in the corner with this, had my laptop out and I'm writing this book, and they was like, "Wow, what's wrong with that guy over there? He's over there crying." But I was reliving these moments, the gunshots. You know, you never forget when you see somebody die, get killed, see the body there with the bullet hole, the you know top part of the chest blowed out, blood, and when they pick her up off the ground and put her on the stretch, when her arm just fall off, flap loose. I knew she was dead, you know. I said, oh, man, she dead, and everybody screaming and hollering. And, but I already knew that she was dead, and they put them back on, put her arms back on top of her, and they flop off again, and they finally had to scrap her arms there. But I, I knew she was dead anyway before they did that. So that, that memory, it, it never leaves me. It never leaves me. I see it clear as day when I talk, right now talking about it. So when you have these memories of what somebody has done, uh, the scars, from what they have done, trust me, it is hard to forgive those people. So for the people who still struggling, hey, I can relate. I'm in your corner. I'm applauding you. I'm telling you, hey, push forward. Keep that desire. Keep that desire because one day, one day, this is going to be my catchphrase, one day, opportunity called forgiveness is going to knock on your door. And when he knocks on the door, you're going to have an opportunity. Two questions, two things going to come up when he knocks at your door. You're going to have two choices that when that knock come at your door, and when that knock comes, you're going to either let forgiveness in, free yourself from that situation. I don't care what it is, rape, molestation, abandonment. Portion, self-inflicted pains, drugs. Sometimes you have to forgive yourself for the things that you did to yourself. I often say this, nobody can hurt you more than you can hurt yourself. So a lot of times we hurt ourselves more than anybody else. When you get out there on drugs, you're hurting yourself more than anybody else can hurt you. When you become an alcoholic, you're hurting yourself more than anybody else can hurt you. When I went to prison, I hurt it myself more than anybody else by selling drugs. That's how I hurt myself. So I hurt myself more than anybody else could hurt myself. So I had to forgive myself for making these stupid decisions that at that time I felt had destroyed my life. But when forgiveness comes knocking at your door, you're going to either let it in, embrace it, be freed from that situation, or you're going to keep the door shut and you're going to remain in bondage, hostage to the past, even though you're living in the future and you will be in bondage in your tomorrow. Once again, I'm sorry, hostage to the past, even though you're living in the present and you will still be in bondage your tomorrow because the decision we make today becomes our tomorrow. And decisions we make today become our past. 
I want the past to be the past. I don't want the best for me inside of my tomorrow. Once again, I thank you all for listening. I want to give you all a round of applause. Without you all taking the time to listen to this show, this show would never be a success. Thank you. Upcoming interview with Billy, the man who set me up, went to trial, testified against me. 